Blog Talk Radio. We've got to be the body to rock it like we're never gonna see it again We are exploding, the world is gonna know it We'll rock it like you're never gonna see us again Come on Edition of Pure Gold, but I have to Stupid say, you are acting like a. There you go. <laughs> this is Woo! the problem when you, when you have a board up and you have the the co-host right in front of the buttons and likes to play like every button possible. That is true. Um, I mean, we, we've got a lot of buttons here. We've got a lot of uh, different sound bites and things, which you guys will be hearing very shortly. Not today per se, but uh, very soon. Very soon. I want to wish I want to wish a happy Hanukkah to all our Jewish friends that are not listening tonight. Happy Hanukkah and uh, peace to you. Right. Sounds good. <laughs> Is there a delay here? I feel like I'm, there's a, a second or two delay with you. No, no, I don't. I don't think no. there's any sort of delay. Uh, maybe mentally, but other than that, everything else is working pretty good. All right. So uh, the the call in line, you know, if people want to call in, it's five six three nine nine nine. Three five eight seven, you know, like. What maybe I your daughter might want to call. In the, yeah. in the, well, she actually did want to call, and I told her no. Uh, in the oh, whole thing, <laughs> she had a whole conversation with me about why she can't help us, and uh, uh, now I feel terrible. But anyway, so um, in the ten years that we've done this show, we've probably had seventeen different call-in numbers, so that's pretty fancy. Oh, and by <laughs> the way, sir, do you know what um, you know what next week is? Yeah, I mean, I think you jumped the shark on that one. You said our 10-year, uh, out of 10 years, I, I think we're at like nine years, 11 months, and like four days away from our 10-year. No, actually, it would be nine years, 11 months, and about uh, 26 days of, <laughs> but, you know, that, that have passed. <laughs> but anyway, the, the reason I bring this up is because uh, I just realized this as I was setting up the show. Do you know what episode our our 10-year anniversary is. And, folks, for those of you out there listening, which is nobody, um, we literally <laughs> exactly. have been doing this show on and off for the past 10 years, and we probably have been doing it more off than on for the past, I don't know, four or five. But anyway, um, on December 16th, we started this show. That's the first episode we ever had. For some reason, when we created the Facebook account, it came up as the 10th um, of December. But it's actually the 16th, so 12-16th. And the reason I bring it up is because next week's episode will be episode 216. So uh, it sounds like it was meant to be, sir. That, that's interesting. Um, why don't we give like a little backstory? I mean, you say that the first episode is on 1216, but we created the show in our head anyway between us. Um, way before that, we were doing um, what you call a quote-unquote show uh, through Instant Messenger, if you recall. 
Yeah, yes, we were. Well, I mean, when I say 12-16, obviously I'm talking December 16th, but it was 2010. And why are we having this conversation today? Shouldn't we be having this conversation on our 10-year on our anniversary show? Are we going to talk about the 10-year anniversary show today? And then the 10-year anniversary show, just, again, repeat everything and just play sound bites? Um, I, t- yeah, I, I told I you like in our... I feel like we could save that. Um, we could save that for next week, don't you think? Yeah, we can. But I told you in our meeting earlier this week, uh, but Fitz didn't want to hear her. I guess you walked out and just were pissed. But I said we do the yes. open and we play every soundbite possible and call it a night. I mean, that is possible. We could do that. So getting back to the story of the show, so Joe <laughs> and I, obviously, we've known each other for, excuse me, JB and I, I don't want to give our secret identity, even though for the first, yeah. like, year, a couple years of the show, we gave out our names, uh, telephone numbers, home addresses. I mean, we Joe pretty much gave out everything. I'm surprised he didn't tell you about the bank account that he has where he's, uh, you know, having his daughter's college fund. But anyway, I digress. Um, as I'm del- enjoying some delicious Crystal Springs water right now in my store. Joe in Wallington. What's up, uh, Joe? <laughs> uh, Ice-cold water, as this episode is brought to you by Crystal Springs. But anyway, I digress. Right. Um, well, I mean, that is true. Joe in Wallington, what's up, Joe? Joe and I were playing some sound bites earlier, but the most important sound bite, I would say, um, is probably this one. And I'm gonna, I, I, let me just find this real quick, sir. Um just give me one second, folks. No, wait, no, no, no wait a second. No, wait a second, David. Wait, David, David. First of all, wait a second, David, for a second. Let me stop. Wait a second. The greatest thing is, the greatest part of the entire thing is that when he says, Joe Wallington, what's up, Joe? That was Joe, but the David, that was someone else. That was someone usurping my name. But anyway, so Joe and I started this show um, through AOL Instant Messenger, which no longer exists, sadly enough. And ironically, this is not the first conversation I've had even this week about AIM. But anyway, I digress. So we would just talk about all these different random things and mostly wrestling at the time because 10 years ago we were both really heavily into wrestling. Um, the Mets were still bad. That was the beginning of the, of the was it the aughts or the, the 2010s? So I don't remember how good the Mets were, but I don't think they were very good. This is years before Cespedes, years before the World Series in 2015. Eventually, we decided, hey, why don't we try our hand at a show? But, Joe, do you remember what we were, what format we were going to do the show in? I want to say you wanted to do it um, recorded and put on YouTube, if I'm not mistaken. But what we started doing was actually for the Survivor Series of that same year, which ironically this year was the 30th, the exact to the date, 30th anniversary of The Undertaker you know, in the WWE and, you know, 30-year career with Undertaker, even in the last, like, 28 years, he pretty much has wrestled once a year, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but so we did it for for the the Thanksgiving time. We did YouTube videos for the Survivor Series, like a Survivor Series preview. So we wanted to do it this year, but I don't even know what happened and why we didn't do it. So that's how it started. And it was actually Kelly, our board op and producer. It was actually her idea, sir, to do it that way. So we did it, and then I don't remember how we ended up doing the blog talk radio. I mean, I know I did some research and found it, but I don't remember what made us decide that this was a better format. Yeah, I don't know either. Maybe it was the fact that we couldn't get together physically in person uh, for every show, so we thought that this might be the best alternative, and uh, 216 episodes later, we're still doing it separately. Well, of course, which ironically, there's actually been 214 episodes, you giving out fake news as always. Today is the 215th, and then next week will be 216. But, yeah, so we started doing it that way, and then we ended up getting uh, the Blog Talk Radio going. We've been doing that for years. 
And honestly, Joe and I, I mean, we were steadily, we were faithful for years and years doing this show. Maybe not years and years, but we were doing it at least once a week. Hell, sometimes we did it two times a week. The most I think we ever did was three times, right? Didn't we do like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday situation? Or like, uh, no, Friday we usually avoided. Um, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, We did like a Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did like a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We did that several times. But it was usually two times a week, and then it was one time a week. And then it was no times a week for like eight or nine months in a row. I mean, I, I guess I, I was going to bring up on the 10-year anniversary show, but um, I just can't believe not one opportunity came through for us. Like, we had our chances to make it big with some of these people that we've had on the show. You know, we even had a chance with um, the Connecticut School of Broadcasting that lasted one episode, uh, 1640 in Newark, New Jersey. Uh, it was just Iron all these Radio. Ironically, Iron I was looking up – I somehow that came up the other day on Facebook, and it said, you know, off-air – it showed the the logo and the picture that I designed for them. Um, and it's still there with the city, with the um, with the, what's supposed to be like radio waves or whatever. Honestly, if you want to talk highs and lows, I would say the doing this this show at the Connecticut School of Broadcasting was one of the highs. But I think even more so. See, it's kind of a toss up because the Connecticut School of Broadcasting was an actual studio, which was amazing. But I would say the hype for us was probably over at Ironbound Radio, sir, when we were actually in person across from each other doing the show uh, and people were listening to it. I can't even explain the thrill that I got when my wife and I used to live in Kearney and I drove around Newark on a Saturday night just to hear the replay of our show from the Tuesday before. I mean, that that was amazing, sir. We were texting each other talking about that. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Like, the the feel of being in a studio physically together, obviously, and just it being on a radio station that people can listen to. But now we've, you know, most things are now on, on radio.com or podcast. But, yeah, that was definitely the highlight. And then I think about the, the like, you know, when you're, you make it big like us, which we did back in 2012, you, you do a remote here and there, and that remote at Whole Foods, the Super Bowl preview for the Giants was just phenomenal with John Paul Gonzalez. It was, and that was the year. That was the second Super Bowl that they won uh, against the yeah. Patriots, and the last time they won, obviously, it's been eight years. But I mean, that was a great time, and I remember, yeah, John Paul was there, who's, who's always been a good guest and a friend of the show. I haven't talked to him in a long time, but real, real good dude. Um, and then you know, you start thinking about all the different people that we've had on the show over the years, and it's just interesting. Like I've lost touch with every single person who was ever on this show. And ironically, I mean, Nikki Boyer, has, I think she's got the record for the most appearance on the show. Anna Rodriguez, you remember Anna? She actually co-hosted an episode with me. You couldn't do that episode. I mean, that was a lot of fun. Um, I mean, uh, who was that? Brittany Don Brandon, uh, Morgan Woolard, who's now Morgan Morris is what her name is now. Um, she got married. I mean, Brittany got married. Like, quite a few of them. You know, the, the Miss USA's, Miss Texas's, Miss, you know, Oklahoma, uh, Miss Pennsylvania. Um, I mean, we had a lot of different people on the show. As a matter of fact, since we're since we're going down memory lane, I'm just going to go down the list here because obviously our website is was destroyed and ruined. I mean, if you're looking at great guests, I mean, we had Alicia from WSU Wrestling. She was on the show several times. Um, we had Amber Joe Watkins. I remember she was Miss Pennsylvania, and she was on her show once. She was really nice, and then she actually made a soundbite for us, which was cool. Anna Rodriguez is one of the top guests, I would say. Um, we had Anna Prosser. Anna was a, ironically a ton of Annas, and I didn't even realize that before. But I mean, we had we had way too many Annas on the show. That's probably our downfall. 
um, Anna Prosser was like a video game expert or something, and she was Miss Oregon. She was Miss something. Um, we had uh, Anna Zelensky. Who, I mean, I haven't talked to Anna in years. Again, Anna number three. She was a, was a good part a, part of the show. She had been, she came on the show. She's an actress. She's done a lot of producing now for Pure Flicks, which which is actually um, you and I have talked about talked about the chosen, right? Well, I mean, they've partnered with Pure Flicks, but Anna is is uh, involved heavily with Pure Flicks. Um, so she was on a show. We had uh, Anthony Tyler Quinn, who was Mr. Um, what was his name? Mr. Oh, I forget. Mm, Anthony Tyler Quinn, Mr. Something or other from uh, Boy Meets World. He was yep. on that show, and then when he did the reboot, I, I believe he came back for that. Um, do you remember what his name was on the show? I don't remember his name, but I, I know I know Anthony Tyler Quinn. Um, he was the, yeah, we don't think um, it was. group. Group One Crew. No, I know. I'm just I'm looking at all these different names, and I'm just kind of going through. We had Brittany Bell, who was Miss Arizona. Brittany Brandon, who was also Miss Arizona. We had um, one of my all-time favorites, Sir Lauren Lester, aka Dick Grayson. I mean, you know, Francesca Zapatelli, who was on our show. Um, Heather Lynn, who was also a wrestler. I mean, the list goes on and on. One of my all-time favorite guests there is Jen Lilly, and Jen, I haven't talked to her in years either, but she's done so many Hallmark movies now. That it just amazed me. Every time I hear this from my wife, loves her, thinks she's a great actress, and loves her eyes. She always comments on her eyes. But Jen was a, was a pretty good uh, member of the uh, Pure Gold family, as it were, sir. I mean, like I said, the, the list goes on and on here. But I mean, we had so many different. We had Josh Eisenberg. You remember Chair Shot Reality? Oh yeah. Do they still do that show? No, Justin and Josh haven't done that show in years. As a matter of fact, neither one of them, I believe, is at WrestleZone anymore. I barely go on WrestleZone. Um, but they've, they're long gone. They're doing, I think they're both in the sports world. I think Justin is kind of like a, like a big wig fat cat, literally, because he's gained like 40 pounds in his face. Um, and Justin, I think, is still involved heavily in wrestling, but, you know, on a, on a bigger scale. And um, Josh is doing some other stuff out in Pittsburgh, I believe. Um, we had Laura Jean Salerno, who I went to high school with, and she's an actress. We had uh, Lisa Mateo. You remember Lisa? She was a big... Uh, he was a pretty great guest that we had on the show, sir. Uh, I remember one of your all-time favorites, Michael Jr. I think you hated that interview almost as much as Rain hated you. You remember the hatred that she had for you, sir? I mean, oh, she to this day, I've never... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, she was right. I've never heard of a guest with so much animosity towards you. That was amazing. It was actually quite amazing and, and uh, lovely and beautiful. I already mentioned Morgan Wood and Nikki Boyer. Um, I mean, we had the Road Dog. That was a great guest. Billy Gunn. Another another great – can you believe that – sorry, can you believe that when you look at the guests we had on the show, we had Howard Johnson, we had Billy Gunn, we had the Road Dog, like I mentioned, we had uh, Leonard Marshall, we had um, – what, what, what the hell was his name? Uh, the running back for the Jets, Bruce Harper. We've had, we had famous people on this show, and like, we, never, we never made it. The only thing we made it to was to look at people just to say, hey – Remember, remember me, as the famous uh, late great Neil used to say. Um, we also had Evan Roberts, who I was talking to my brother the other day, and I was like, oh, I must hate Evan now, and we had a whole conversation about it. And he's like, why do you hate Evan? I said, well, because he betrayed Pure Gold. You know what's interesting? I mean, that, that what was pretty about? Much, pretty much. Yeah. I, I remember him, and I, now, I, now I'm trying to <laughs> – yeah. But um, what, that's what's incredible about this show. Like, it's been 10 years, and I know we haven't done the show as regularly as we wanted to the last – three or four years, maybe five years. Um, 
But the, when you think years. about the variety of guests that we've had, I mean, these are pretty big names in the in the sports world, the sports radio world, um, just the acting world. It's just incredible all the people that you were able to get through Twitter uh, to come on our show. It's really amazing. It is uh, Twitter, Facebook. I mean, just going on their websites. There was a lot of different things. Ironically, you know how I was mentioning the whole um, episode count. Well, this has been 213 episodes, and I, I guess I miscounted somewhere, but according to this, today's 215, so whatever. We're just going to go with the fact that episode 216 falls on 1216, and that is neither here nor there. Actually, when I'm looking, I'm looking, <laughs> I'm looking at her profile on Blogspot, and it actually says that we're still on Ironbound Radio. Um, it's, been, it's been a oh, while since we're on Ironbound Radio, people. Jeez. Yeah. What, what an awesome what, time. Um, if you want, you know, I mean, those you are know, the guests the that you is, mentioned. Go ahead. Yeah, there's a lot more, but I, I mean, you know, I forget them now. Yeah, I was gonna say you, the that's one aspect of the show, but like to take you back in our early episodes, I remember. I, I, I know you don't want me to mention this name, but I have to because it it, it plays a pivotal role in our show. I think I remember our Seven, first eight. guest, not not your uh, brother-in-law, Greg Polanco, but I remember our first guest that we created like 30 questions for. And we only got to through three questions. We were so excited. Kevin how Knight. This were, yeah, this was our big break, and Kevin Knight was going to be because he spent the, four hours <laughs> answering. He basically took over the show. That was one of the worst episodes we ever did because Kevin literally took over the show. Yeah, I'm just saying how excited we were that before that, and we came up with like thirty billion questions for him. <laughs> thirty billion, indeed. We did come up with a lot of questions for him, and. Uh, uh, looking back at it now, we were so foolish. We thought that was going to propel us to superstardom because this goofball had some sort of connections with the wrestling industry. But, I mean, you know, he was just a, a no-name, never was, not not even a has-been. You know, I mean, his his claim to fame is probably the fact that, uh, what's his name, um, Darren Young came from his school. You know, he was someone else, Fred something or other. I forget his name, Fred Savage, or maybe I'm thinking of an actor, but um, Fred Sampson yeah. at, at the IWF. And we thought that was it. We were like, oh, man, you know, this is going to take us. This is going to propel us. This is going to be what gets us to the top. And, um, boy, how wrong were we? I mean, that that episode led to nothing other than just uh, shame and, and ridicule and mocking years later. It's That's what I've, I said earlier on the show. I was like, I can't believe not one celebrity, not one guest was able to, to see the potential that we could have had. I mean, we could have been doing the show regularly for 10 years and, I wouldn't say we would have made it big, but we would have been a regular show and people would listen to us. We would have had callers. I think they would have been, you know, it's amazing how not one opportunity came through for us. Not one. It is interesting. But I think a lot of times, too, is that, um, you know, you, you kind of have to go out and make things happen. And I feel like, I guess, we were always hoping that things would happen and we kind of let it be. I mean, again, Kelly, our board op, really thought that we could make it um, – and of course we didn't. We failed like losers. But anyway, but DJ, you know, but DJ, real that... fast, real fast, real fast. Do you remember we we actually were going to make it until 1640 uh, Newark Ironbound was? They pulled the plug on us. You actually were selling advertising, and we were we were about to get money. You want to tell that story because uh, that's important too. Oh yeah. So when we were talking about earlier the fact that um, the height was definitely for sure, for sure, the height of this show was um, Newark is because so when we met Nelson, it was through an ad on Craigslist, right? And uh, we ended up meeting him and Alvaro. Um, Alvaro, I'm pretty sure, has the coronavirus. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, 
he, you know, Nelson was the guy that really we sold, we talked to, you know, this is going to be it. We're going to make this happen. You know, this is our guy. And we had talked to all these great dreams. And then we started doing the show. And it was cool. So, you know, a small studio in a radio shop. It, it was exciting for us. I mean, we had Christine B. We had, uh, I forget, it was Laura and I forget her partner's name, but they had a, a you know, all-girls radio show, which was pretty cool. We had John Paul, as a matter of fact, who was going to do a show, who was doing his show. We had um, Pat Pat Crowley, who was doing his show. I forget what it was called, but it was like a wrestling kind of variety show type of thing. Yep. And we had yep. all these different people that we had assembled. Well, really, really, I had assembled because you just took the credit, but I did all the work, and I had assembled this group of talent. And I was ready to start monetizing that station. But then Alvaro said, well, we're moving, and we're going to do this. We're going to shut down for a month. And then a month became like we never did the show again in Newark because Alvaro hated our guts. And it just it goes to show you the short-sightedness because I had them ask me, why are, why are we getting advertisers to pay money for this radio station that's not getting any listens? And they really weren't getting anything. We were trying to make that station happen. And I think it would have. Because you get a guy like John Paul who had connections with the Giants and everything and all these different other types of people. I mean, you know, Tina had done a radio show at FSU, you know, uh, or Fairleigh Dickinson, FDU, Fairleigh Dickinson. She had connections in the Christian music industry. Um, I really do think that something could have and would have come of that if it wasn't for the fact that um, we even had Jimmy Danger. Do you remember that? Was it, it was, wasn't it Jimmy Danger, the, the Spanish guy? That was a total disaster of a show, but I remember yeah. I met him, and he did a couple episodes, and that was supposed to be a big thing, uh, get the Spanish language going. I mean, we had a lot. We had a whole roster of, ta- of talent that we could have turned, or I could have turned it into a real thing. I had a website up for them. I mean, that thing could have taken off, and I still to this day believe that it would have taken off if it wasn't for the fact that Alvaro was so short-sighted, sir. They probably put, <clears throat> they probably put that Craigslist three, or, three to six months too late. If they had put that Craigslist up probably three or six months before than they actually did, we probably you probably could have saved that station because, as I recall, it was only Portuguese music th- or Portuguese news throughout the day, and then finally some content at night. It wasn't something like that. Yeah, it, it was Portuguese music and Portuguese radio or whatever it was. And um, the thing is that we were the only non-Portuguese stuff on there. At first, it was just us. And then eventually it became all these – so you, you could have – you bring in the English market with, with Jimmy Danger. You could bring in the Spanish market with the Portuguese stuff. You have the Portuguese market, which, of course, that part of Newark, the Ironbound area, was huge Portuguese. But you have the Latin influence, the American influence. I mean, I really think that station could have become something. What they did sometimes, they had uh, Basica, the um, soccer team. They sometimes simulcast soccer. So it was kind of – it was – you know, they had some ideas. I know Nelson did, but then Nelson ended up moving to, was it Brazil or Portugal? I forget. I think it was Portugal. He ended up moving, or Brazil, whatever. He ended up moving back home, which was insane because he had stuff going on here. And once he did that, I mean, it all went downhill because Alvaro was never the guy with the vision or never the guy with the, um, you know, the panache to make it happen. He was just this old guy who was there who smoked cigarettes and talked garbage, and then nobody listened to him. Yeah. I mean, we spent like a good 23 minutes, almost half the show, uh, this show, talk about the 10 years, but uh, we could continue definitely. We should hit some current topics and then t- next uh, Wednesday, the 16th, um, you know, just tackle the 10-year anniversary more, if that's okay with you. 
No, we we could do that. I just I guess we're on a roll. I'm thinking like there's just so many things to talk about over the course of ten years. And then, you know, with, with the guests and everything, it's, there's just so much stuff, sir. I mean, we really, I feel like this show, you know, there were so many different aspects of it that were appealing. It was different. It was, you know, impactful, so to speak. There was just a lot of, um, there was a lot of um, promise. And there was just so many different, such a variety. I mean, the type of stuff that we used to do and talk about was just unheard of. And I do wish the things could have worked out differently, so I really do. Would have been great. No, I agree. The the fact that it was a variety show, it wasn't like specifically sports or specifically entertainment. I thought that we had such a variety that it would have captured a little bit of everyone, and it it would have been almost like the morning show that WFAN has because not technically a sports show, but they 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 cover a lot of entertainment things. No, of course, of course they do, and and they cover a lot other than just sports, but. You know, I'm looking through the list here. I remember we had Doug and Dave from Busted Open. Doug obviously has moved on to bigger, better things. We had Mark Malusis. We had Lori Rubinson. I know you remember, Lori. That was a big deal. We had so many different people, the um, WFN family. I mean, you know, we had Lance Hoyt, who is now, um, what's his name, the Murderhoff monster, um, Lance Archer, right, in AEW. I mean, we had, uh, you know, we just, we just had Greg Sussman, remember that tool? We had John JJ at the dock, John Dostrumsky. You actually had uh, Jerry Recco, which was like your your uh, highlight. Greg Giannotti, uh, right, who's who's the yeah, co-host yeah. now of the morning show on WFM before he was super famous. We had Neil Best, uh, our best guest ever. I mean, there was just so many different – remember we had the guy, uh, was it Joe Hatcham from the uh, World Series of Poker? Yeah we, yeah. we had the lovely Kim Jones. I mean – there was just so many different people that we had in this show, and multiple times we had these people. And that's the thing. We had Michael Fulmer, who ended up being traded and now is a you know, star in the big leagues, but is not with the Mets anymore. Um, I do remember uh, <laughs> the famous Bright Lights, Jared Foster. Yeah, of course. Um, I have that promo. He, he was on our show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did you say, sir? I just had. I was looking at the uh, the button for his audio um, on the studio. <laughs> That's what I was looking at. Oh man, he he was on our show so many different times. I mean that that guy was 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 uh, super famous. I mean we had Moose was on the show multiple times. I just just some really great guests there. And uh, like I said, I really thought that things would have would have taken off, but you know they didn't. And honestly, I think it's because you know with the market being saturated like it is now, maybe Pure Gold can make a comeback of sorts. And we could have like a well-known talk show, but you know, yeah. we we we've had a lot of fun. We've had a lot of guests, a lot of great guests, a lot of great action, and it's just it's been exciting. The fact that this is our second show of 2020 is, and it's the 11th of December, is absolutely mind-boggling. Yeah, I mean, one thing that you mentioned about WFAN. How about this little nugget? I'm sure you haven't really thought about it this way, but it's really interesting. So WFAN is probably the number one. Well, it is the number one sports radio talk show. So. The first show in the morning, uh, the first very first show is the warm-up show, which I actually listen to once in a while. It's uh, from 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. You have Jerry Recco and Al Dukes. So we had we had Jerry Recco on that one half of that of that show. After that, it's from 6 to 10. It's Boomer and Geo. We've had Geo on. That's one half of that show. Then from 10 to 2, it's Moogie and Moose and Maggie, uh, and Moose has been on our show. And then, and then finally, and then finally from 2 to 7. You have Evan Roberts and Craig Carton, and we've had um, Evan Roberts on. So when you think about it, we've had half of the shows, half of the co-hosts of each show that's on WFAN Monday through Friday. 
Oh, yeah. You know, it's funny as I'm looking back at all of our shows that we've done, and we haven't done the show consistently in at least five or six years because I'm looking. I'm going to go through the numbers here with you real quick. Um, yeah. I think 2014 would be the last time that we did it because I'm looking. It was It was like on a weekly basis. It was a weekly basis in 2014 up until May, and then it was like a biweekly basis, and then that turned into back to every week. And we stopped doing shows in September of 2014. So guess how many shows we did in 2015? I'm going to have to guess three. Wow. Are you looking at the numbers? How Are you kidding me right now? How did you, how did you even get that? Spot on with three episodes. Which okay. was one in uh, well, it was July, August, September. Then we did 2016, <laughs> and in 2016 we started in January. We were doing every couple weeks, um, and we're in. I'm I'm in May now, where I'm looking at this. But um, we went up to June, and then kind of got a little iffy there. We were doing all, every other week, or or so often up until June, um, with gaps in between. Then we did one show July, one show August. And then we jump all the way down to it was going to be our 200th episode back in 2016. So it was um, we started doing on the 15th of November, on the 16th of November, on the 19th of November, on the 20th of November. We we did four episodes in one week, literally just to get us to 200 episodes, which is crazy because four years later, almost to the day, we've only done uh, 14 episodes in the last four years, which is crazy. Uh, guess how many episodes we did in 2017? In 2017, I'll go with two. We did five in 2017. And then for some reason in 2018, we started out strong, right? We did one in January, February, March, April, May. And then we didn't do another episode again until 2019. Guess how many episodes we did in 2019? 2019, it has to be two. One episode. We did one episode the entire year we went 11 months between uh shows from the eight, 2018 to 2019 and then the longest gap we've ever had 2019 to 2020 which fitting because of 2020 right we went about 19 months without doing a show sir 19 months and now here we are uh, exactly a month later doing another show which you know i mean that's better than all 2019 so we're, we're uh moving on up Definitely moving on up. I think that most of the time, I mean, they don't need to, the audience doesn't need to know, but let's face it, I mean, we've had a lot of, well, mostly you've had a lot of different things happen in your personal life where we've had to take a pause on the show, and, um, you know, that's okay. Oh, yeah, I just love the fact that you, uh, you're basically throwing me under the bus. That, that's amazing. It really, it's really awesome. <laughs> we haven't done the show because break. of you and because your life sucks. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Take a little break, play some clips. We'll regroup. Oh yeah, yeah. Let, let, after the after the slot fest that we've had, let's regroup. And since we were talking about a different guest, I'm gonna play every single guest uh, plug that we have here. So let's uh, make it happen. What's up? It's Morgan Woolard, Miss Oklahoma, USA, 2010, and you are listening to Pure Gold. Hi, this is Lauren Lester, and you are listening to Pure Gold. I'm Lisa Mateo from the Pix11 Morning News in New York. Make sure you check out Pure Gold every week for the best talk radio around. 
I'm Kristen Ledlow, Southeast Field reporter for Fox Sports Next, and you are listening to Pure Gold. This is Josh Eisenberg from Chair Shot Reality on WrestleZone.com. Tune in each week to Pure Gold Radio with Dave and Joe as they talk about professional wrestling, music, movies, whatever's on your mind, they'll get to it. Pure Gold Radio, Dave and Joe, the best out there, laying the smackdown each week. That's Pure Gold Radio. What's up, guys? This is actress Jen Lilly telling you to tune in to Pure Gold Radio. Pure Gold brings you amazing guests, awesome interviews, and great talk radio every week. Check them out at puregoldpg.com. Hey, everyone. This is Brittany Dawn Brandon, Miss Arizona USA 2011, and Pure Gold is the best show on the radio. So make sure you tune in, check out the latest in entertainment, news, and sports. Hey, this is Ana Rodriguez, Miss Texas USA 2011, and I want you to check out Pure Gold Radio at puregoldpg.com. You can listen in to their show every week with David and Joe. They are simply pure gold. Indeed we are, Anna and uh, Ana Rodriguez. That was about forty five different clips for you, so I figured I'd get everybody from all the different from all the different walks of life. Uh just kind of throw them in there. So actually, you know what? Since we were talking about this earlier, um, I mean, I can't, I cannot forget, Sarah. There's just, there's just no way that I could forget the one of the greatest um, guests we ever had. And what's up, everyone? This is Bright Lights, Jared Foster, the man of a thousand bulbs and Mr. Entertainment himself, a reoccurring guest, nonetheless on Pure Gold Radio. And what I want you to do is check out my friends, Dave and Joe, as they deliver nonstop entertainment week after week with amazing guests discussing everything from wrestling and sports to entertainment. You name it, it's talked about, and it's only talked about in one place, Pure Gold Radio. And you can find them at puregoldpg.com. That's puregoldpg.com. How I miss that website there. What did you say? I was going to say a website that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, all of these clips are so long uh, from so long ago. I mean, it's been probably six or seven years since anybody has has made one of those for us, and uh, we haven't had a guest in what like fifteen years. So it's been a long time, sir. Been a long time since we've had a guest. I don't like if you ask me who was our last guest, I, I probably couldn't tell you. Um, our last real guest. Yeah. I mean, we we've had a lot. I th- it may have been uh, well. It's actually Wells Guthrie. He was our last guest, and Wells is a producer here on ESPN Radio, a local Chattanooga affiliate. Um, we had Carissa Abraham. She was um, she w- went to Seton Hall like I did, and she was also like a traffic reporter for some major networks. Um, and I mean, we had a lot of different people. Pete McCarthy was one of our most recent guests, actually. Uh, that was four years ago. <laughs> It's been four years since Pete was on our show, and that's one of our most recent uh, guests. Isn't that crazy, sir? That is crazy. Um, I mean, do you want to keep talking about our 10 years, or you want to talk some current hot topics? No, no, we could talk some current stuff. I mean, we 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 spent half the show talking about it, so, I mean, yeah, why yeah. not? Well, the, we we are having another show, which is really cool, though, like it, because of the 10-year anniversary, 12, on December 16th, so hopefully we will... Uh, play some more clips. Dave will play some more clips, and uh, we'll reminisce a little more. But, uh, yeah, some just current things that I want to um, hit you up with and get your take on, and um, no one else's take, obviously. But uh, the WWE, I'd say the past week, has lost two 
Well, one iconic figure and another person that was famous for, what, a couple of years. I mean, the loss of Pat Patterson and the loss of, um, what's the guy's name? I don't even know his name. I call him Zeus. <laughs> uh, Tiny Lister. Yeah, and I, to hear that he actually passed away from COVID is, uh, you know, sad and scary at the same time because he was at one time in great shape. Uh, but, you know, that doesn't matter with COVID, obviously. But, uh, yeah, two losses, right. sir. Pat Pat Patterson, the first intercontinental champion ever. I think this one hits um, the whole staff, the whole company, really hard. I think that it was unexpected. I mean, you saw the sadness in everyone's eyes. I mean, he was 78 or 79, I think, and um, just lived a – I think he lived a good life. I don't know what kind of cancer he actually had, but um, this loss came out of nowhere for me anyway. I mean, did you expect to hear about Pat Patterson passing away like this past week? Honestly, at this point, I mean, not that I expected to hear, obviously, but it's just, I mean, Pat was obviously advanced in age, and I mean, it just seems like uh, any day now, it's just this guy's gone, this guy's gone. You know, uh, the Road Warrior died a couple months ago, I mean, you know, of all people, you know, it's just, there's just wrestling deaths left and right, so it's just, it's not surprising, honestly. It's a shame, but I mean, you said Pat lived a long life, so whether it was good or not, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how to quantify that, but you know, I know he was a big part of WWE for many years, and a lot of people looked up to him. So, you know, he definitely left his, his mark in the world of wrestling, even if his uh, intercontinental title, um, you know, win was a total sham. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, – he was the first intercontinental fictional champion. fictional tournament in Rio de Janeiro. In Rio de Janeiro, yes. <laughs> but, um, you know, you don't watch the current product. I DVR, but erase it uh, before watching it. So there's really nothing going on. <laughs> You, I was you actually, put WWE. I was actually doing that earlier, sir. Um, I actually did that earlier. I was looking through my DVR because I had, so I have Sling. I don't have regular TV, but I have Sling. And for what we watch, you know, Hallmark Channel, things like that, uh, although they're going down the tubes, but that's another topic for another time. Um, for what I have, you know, that, that's fine. The, the hours that I get, my 50 hours of DVR through, you know, cloud DVR. But most of it was filled up with AEW and WWE, and I ended up deleting all of it because I don't watch any of it. I don't watch AEW. I don't watch WWE. I mean, I don't watch any of it. For some strange reason, I still read the spoilers and stuff, and I just I don't even know why I do that at this point. You know, I, I was listening to Dave and uh, Bully talking this week about how they're bored with Monday Night Raw and how bad Raw is. And Dave's always complaining about Raw, but it's like it took them this long to see just what a bad product it is. And Bully's always like, you know, oh, I don't want to blame the talent. I don't want to blame the talent. And, you know, it's, it's not the talent's fault. I, I do agree with him on that. But honestly, the product is so bad that I just, I've lost all interest in it, especially Raw. I just don't care. No, I, I agree with you. Um, the only nugget that I'll have is that, um, and I'll throw it out there, is that this past WrestleMania was a two-day WrestleMania, first time ever, with no audience, obviously, because of COVID. But, uh, one of the main events was going to be um, Roman Reigns versus uh, Goldberg for the Universal title, and Roman Reigns backed out, you know, because of his uh, leukemia. They want to take a chance in at the height of the COVID, which you could argue that the height of the COVID era is right now. But uh, you had Goldberg taking on Braun Strowman, and now rumors are that now that you know Roman Reigns is back and he's a heel, which you love, um, he's supposed to face Goldberg oh, at I, I this next WrestleMania. Yeah. yeah. What do you I know think? that you uh, you don't care. I don't. I know that you don't care. But honestly, he's doing the best work of his career. It seems like they finally let him loose, and he's showing real personality. And from what I've read and, and the clips that I've seen, it seems like he's really thriving in his role. 
as a heel, and it goes to show you that if you let the talent be talent, they can get stuff over. I mean, they really could. So, I mean, I'm happy for Roman. I'm happy that he's he's healthy and he's doing a good job. And, I mean, I've never been a fan of his, but, man, I got to tell you, some of the stuff that I've seen and clips and things, I mean, he's doing a hell of a job as a heel, sir. Yeah, I think it's finally what people wanted. The majority of the people wanted him to go heel, just like, you know, we were, we're I think he probably wanted it, too, honestly. Yeah. I think, you know, between him and we want John Cena to go heel for the longest time, he never did. Uh, could be debated, was it because of the Make-A-Wish Foundation, or whatever it was. But now that we do have Roman Reigns as a heel, he is doing a really better job than he was as a face, I think. he's more He was more vanilla as a face. Now he's really good, but they tr- they try these different things, sir, and um, you know you know to keep the product fresh. But when you and there's this one formula that never seems to work. You can never have a heel take on a heel. They're tr- they're trying to shove down our throat. Uh, Randy Orton against you know the Fiend Bray Wyatt. It just that doesn't click well. You know, two having two heels pretty much take you know fight each other. It just doesn't mesh. It doesn't work. Well, I know we had talked about the whole Randy Orton thing. The fact that he was WWE champion 2020 is a joke. Drew never should have lost that title. He would have been champ for like nine months at this point with uh, when he won, or close to nine months when he won it at WrestleMania. I still don't understand the fascination with Randy Orton, but to say, you know, he's done great work or whatever this year, that's fine. But to have given him the title and then he loses it immediately right back to Drew, just totally pointless, sir, in every way, shape, or form. Yeah, and you know they they have their their traditional pay per view in December called TLC, but I don't even want to talk about it because I I think I know only one match or two matches. Um, it's just the the only thing about wrestling, I, I guess in general, is that you know two smaller companies. Well, I wouldn't say two smaller companies, but two companies that are below the WWE, AEW, and Impact Wrestling seem to have formed a. I don't know if it's a short-term or long-term partnership. Have you read anything about that? Because they did a crossover promotion where the new AEW champion showed up on Impact this past Tuesday, Kenny Omega. Um, and then, again, they talked about it again this past Wednesday on AEW. Yeah, I, I think that Kenny's actually making another appearance on Impact this week, which, I mean, that's good for Impact. Obviously, the working together seems to help impact more than it helps AEW, but I mean, impact has had a great uh, women's division, you know, the, the knockouts for a long time. So maybe that's part of the deal and they're going to start showing up. I know they had Thunder Rosa, who was the NWA uh, women's champion. Now it's Serena Deeb, ironically, who was in the WWE as a trainer before COVID hit. And for some reason they didn't put her on camera, even though she's an excellent wrestler. Um, and then now she's over there and she, you know, she's working with um, she was working with the NWA or whatever, but then she's the, the champion, the women's champion after being Thunder Rosa, and it goes to show you that, you know, WWE has her behind the scenes, and, you know, she signs with another company and put right back on TV, so, you know, I, I was reading an article today where it says that Vince is very unhappy with uh, a lot of the uh, wrestling ability of some of the bigger guys, like even Keith Lee, who was seemed like he was getting pushed to the moon in NXT, now that he's on the main roster, that's not happening, so you know, there's just a lot of stuff in, in, to unpack in there, but it just goes to show you that Vince is so out of touch and clueless of what's going on. You know, I just, I'm, it's hard for me to get excited about anything, but um, I do hope that things work out with Impact and AEW, um, you know, coming together, whether that's events emerging or whatever the case is, nobody knows. But, I mean, it, it'll help both companies, so I hope that they, they do, I hope they do excellent. I hope they succeed, honestly. Would you say that, 
um, Impact is up for sale. Like Anthem owns them right now. Do you think Khan, the I forget his first name, but the guy that owns AEW and the Jacksonville Jaguars, Tony Khan? Yeah. Do you think he's interested in buying uh, Impact? I, I don't see why, but. I mean, he might be, but I, again, I don't see why because I think from what I read, he had said that AEW has a bloated roster. There's too many people there now, and they were trying not to fire people through the pandemic, so they're kind of they're kind of keeping them employed, which is good for them, obviously, because I know pro wrestling, indie wrestling, took a major hit with the pandemic, or the scandemic, or the pandemic, or whatever you want to call it. But um, you know, I don't know if it's up for sale, but they've changed ownership so many times. Who knows? I mean, hell, you and I may end up owning them one day. <laughs> what are your thoughts about the 61-year-old geriatric signed by, um, you know, <laughs> AEW this past week? <laughs> uh, my my thoughts are simple. I love Sting, huge fan. I've always been a fan of his. Um, I could see how being in the ring with some talent like a Darby Allen could help uh, boost his profile. So in that sense, I guess I understand bringing Sting in, but this, they signed him for multiple years. First of all, I have no idea how much money, but how much money could you possibly give a guy who's never going to wrestle? You know, I, my yeah. thing is this. I kind of hope he does wrestle because I hope that the WWE, the, the, the mark on his legacy, the last stain on his legacy isn't the couple of matches he wrestled in the WWE, which is amazing. They finally got Sting in their fold, and they just butchered him and misused him. Total waste of time. You know, for Sting, it's good. I don't see the point, per se. The the multi-year thing is what gets me. But, you know, if people are excited about a 61-year-old geriatric, <laughs> a 61-year-old Sting showing up, then, hey, good for them, sir. That's all I can say. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I think it's either today or it was yesterday. Um, it was Mr. Intensity, the three eyes. You know, it was Kurt Angle's birthday um, just yesterday or today. Did you know that? I did not know that, actually. Yeah. Um, and that, that, that is true. That, that is damn true. Yeah, that, that's a guy that's that, – that his career kind of fizzled out, too. Like, he was like – you know, they had – back when they had general managers of the shows, he was the general manager. He might have been the last general manager for Raw. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, um, but his career was great in the ring. I just think um, when he decided to not wrestle as much or not wrestle at all, his career just, you know, just went not well, that I think it went coming downhill. Back to the WWE, yeah. you know, he had that one match as a member of the Shield because was Roman was out. Um, I think it was Roman who was out. It's just what's the point, you know? Like he had a couple of matches. He lost to Baron Corbin as his last match in wrestling. I don't know. I just think the WWE doesn't know what to do with people and their legacy, so I feel like they just butcher everyone. And Kurt was one of their guys, so they should have done a better job by Kurt. Sting wasn't, so they didn't have any loyalty to him. But, you know, there's just the WWE seems to do a lot wrong, sir. Let's put it that way. They do. I think they're moving out of the Performance Center um, in December or early January because basketball starting up again, and I believe the Orlando Magic play where their Performance Center is. or Not the Performance Center, wherever they moved to where the Amway um, Center? The Thunder- yeah, the Amway, the Thunderdome that they they call with the live uh, feed of a bunch of people, a bunch of TV screens. But I believe they're moving to a different venue in early January. Um, this pandemic has hit everyone hard. I think uh, I wouldn't be surprised if a couple hundred million. I would think that WWE lost uh, between people canceling the network and not watching, obviously the pay per views or obviously not well, live think events. About it. Live I events. mean. The live events is where the, the bread and butter. I mean, yeah, the the TV rights obviously that trumps everything, no pun intended. But the live events was a huge money maker for them, and they've all completely disappeared. They don't do live events anymore. So, how do you like? How do you reconcile that? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I that's a great segue. You said uh, it trumps the TV deal. Trumps uh, might as well just hit on that. The fact that 
Um, I don't know if you heard, but tonight the Supreme Court uh, threw away threw out the the case that Texas was uh, bringing up to tried to bring to the Supreme Court, uh, along with thirteen or seventeen other states that said that like the um, they didn't want they want. To I think the, it was eighteen states total, so that would be seventeen yeah. other states. Yeah, they wanted the election results I mean, for those four states uh, overturned. What are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I had read that. I mean, from from my understanding, though, is that it's not over yet, and there's still more to get done. So, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. It, it's not looking good. Let's put it that way. It's not looking good at all. Yeah, it's, you know, for uh, for Trump's uh, Trump's team. Right. Um, I, I don't want to say that. I, I don't want to say there was a conspiracy, but um, to me, it was a little too convenient that you know we were in a pandemic, and you're able to you know you're able to protest, you're able to riot. You're able to do everything in person, but then when it came to effect, the most important thing as a uh, citizen of the United States or any citizen uh, in a capitalist or a democracy is to the, the right to vote. Uh, the fact that they, they created different venues for voting and didn't match signatures. Um, they let almost pretty much anyone, even the dead, were voted again this year. Um, I just think that they found a way to get Trump out or will get find a way to get Trump out. And I'm not even sure if we'll ever see a Republican president again uh, with these new regulations, new laws for voting. Yeah, it, it does worry me that things are going to get, things are going to get ugly. And if the, if what's happening now is allowed to stand, then I just don't know. I mean, I, again, I've, I've read and heard that there's still more that it all hope is not lost, but it, it doesn't seem like there's much hope, sir. And then you have these two uh, Senate runoffs in, in Atlanta, I think on January 5th, there's a, a Senate runoff election. And, um, you know, the word is that, and I agree, I, I, I see what they're saying. They say if, these, if this two, the two Democrats win the, the two seats in Atlanta or in Georgia, um, then you could really see things go downhill because, you know, you'll have uh, the Democrats will be in charge of the, the House, the Senate, and obviously the president uh, is a Democrat. Uh, that would probably erase all the, the great things that Trump did the past four years. Oh yeah, it would definitely erase whatever, whatever Trump has done. So, you know, it doesn't that, that aspect of it does not surprise me at all. You know, but we'll, we'll see. Th- we'll see what the deal yeah, is. Yeah, we'll, we will see. Um, I guess my last topic of the night, um, that uh, hot topic, is that just that the Mets, you know, under Steve Cohen, yes, um, it's good to have a new owner that has billions upon billions upon billions of dollars, but. Um, haven't made a big splash yet. Um, I, I don't think anybody, any big free agent that's out there right now has been signed anyway. Um, I know we could go back and forth for the next eight minutes if you want, but, um, you know, you know, there, there's uh, Trevor Bauer out there, the Cy Young Award winner, that, um, you know, would be a good addition to the Mets. Uh, there's Russ, uh, well, uh, Mr. Springer uh, in center field. Uh, and George the Mets Springer? need a catcher. <laughs> yeah, George Springer. Um, uh, and the Mets need a catcher, too. There's also uh, Real Muto. Um, there, there's a lot of different agent, free agents and people that have been talked about. The, the Mets need a lot of help, honestly, and I don't know, I don't know where they're going to get it. I really don't. Yeah, what's interesting is that um, I, I didn't realize how many holes they actually had because even you're not too big on uh, the current shortstop for the Mets, Ahmed Rosario. He's not the greatest or the best dependent shortstop that you could have uh, if you're going to win a World Series. Oh, no. I don't, I don't like Rosario at all. I think the Mets need to get rid of him. But I am hoping that they'll, you know, they'll get somebody in there who's good. And there's just too many, there's just too many things going on 
with the Mets. And uh, like I said, I just I do hope that they kind of get their stuff straight. I really do. And I think yeah. they will. And my, you sound like my brother because he was the one telling me, oh, the Mets this and the Mets are done and blah, 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 and the Mets and yada, yada, yada. Um, but we'll we'll see. I mean, I just think the Mets are going to make a splash. Actually, I told my son, I guarantee that they're going to make a big splash by that spring year. It seems like they're in on everybody. And the problem is what he was bringing up, and it's a valid point, um, why haven't they been able to find a general manager? I mean, that doesn't look good. Like, do they? Does nobody want to work with them? That's my concern. Well, do most teams have they a gave president? up on the idea of a, of a president of a, of a team president, and now they're looking at the yeah. GM and they, they can't sign anybody. So what? What, what is Sandy Olson's role? Why can't he do both roles or just be that person? I'm, that's where I'm confused. Um. Well, Sandy was the GM of the Mets. So, you know, I don't think he was going to come back here um, just to do the same thing that he's doing, that he was doing before. I mean, he's a team president, right, of the Mets, but he's not going to come back to be general manager, and he was general manager of the team for a long time. So I think that, um, you know, he's obviously advanced in age, not a young guy, in his 70s, and I think that he's going to want to help the Mets but also not be present all the time in the day-to-day grind. So... They need to find a general manager, so they really do. They're looking for the what's it, uh, the head of baseball operations, but that's gone. So now they need to focus on a GM. I agree. I, I feel mean, like that should have been done already, though. That that's my concern. Like, why is it taking so long for a general yeah. manager? I mean, uh, they fired him along with a bunch of other coaches and uh, staff, um, front, front, uh, whatever you call it, front office. Uh, but Omar Manaya wasn't that bad, honestly, sir. I think he had really what it took to be a good general manager. Yeah, he did. I just think that they wanted everybody who Sandy didn't bring in here to be gone. I mean, they they kept John Rico and they kept another guy. I forget his name, but guys that Sandy brought in. J.P. Ricciardi, I believe. Well, Ricciardi's doing something else. No, Podesta. Yeah. Podesta's doing something else. I think Ricciardi's still with the Mets. But um, Sandy got rid of everybody else. I would have kept Omar as a scout, a talent scout, if nothing else. But, you know. I mean, we'll see what happens. We'll see, you know, where we go from here. We will. So um, that puts a nice little bow on this show. And uh, like you said, like I said, next week we will celebrate our 10-year anniversary on December 16th when the show uh, started back all the way back in 2010, which is crazy to think. But, uh, yeah, that's the next time we will be on the air. Yeah, 10 10 years later and still going strong with 200-plus episodes we should have been at like 2,000 episodes by now, but that's neither here nor there. I know, I know. But, sir, uh, as always, it, it, it's been a pleasure. Um, hopefully, you know, we entertained the one or two people who may possibly listen to this at some point. But, folks, it's been real. It's been fun. It has not been real fun, though. What's the name of your show? Pure Gold. Pure Gold. Yes, sir. I got two words for you. Pure <laughs> Gold. You guys are awesome. Yes, we are. Indeed we are, Nikki. Indeed we are. Folks, have a good night. You too. Bye. Woo!